I love some of the history. Some of it visually puts together such a beautiful picture for me. Whereas, you know, going sort of back to that conversation of talking about doubts, when I have doubts, I can go back to the history and understand what he did for his people. And without that full or greater understanding, for me, it would have been harder not to fall in this time. This time has been a rough time for me. And so it would have been harder for me to see God and his goodness through these couple of years where we've had the loss of community, the loss of personal connection and things like that. And so you're right, connecting all of that together with going, I have a childlike faith, and yet I understand so much of the depth of what he has always done and will continue to do in the future for us. Hey there, welcome back to Study with Friends. I'm Paige, and we're currently in the middle of our series, Dealing with Doubt. Today, Holly will be continuing her one-on-one conversations, this time with Kathy. Through this series, we hope to normalize doubt, but to push all of us to look to God for our answers and comfort. If you missed any part of this series, feel free to re-listen on our website, studywithfriends.org. You can also listen on your favorite streaming app or watch the ladies record on YouTube. Now let's start today's conversation. God, thank you for the time. Thank you for the space. Thank you for your word and for the fellowship of other believers. We thank you for the opportunity to talk to each other now um, and ask that you would increase your Holy Spirit in this space, that we would be glorifying to you and a comfort to others. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In more intimate setting, a bit of a change. Usually we have the other two seats filled, but we're, we're doing an intimate conversation about doubt because it's a really intimate problem. A lot of us are concerned about expressing doubt inside our Christian circles. Doubt makes us feel maybe a little bit like fake in our belief, like, oh, I should just have faith. If I were a strong enough Christian, I wouldn't have these doubts. And so I really am invested in normalizing and helping people to really feel and experience and understand doubt is normal we all have it it's human to feel pain and question things um and so i'm putting you on the spot because we're going to talk about stuff but one of the things that's my favorite i mean there are a lot of things that are my Mm -hmm. favorite about you but you're very transparent and you're not afraid to tell people your truth um and so i'm counting on that and we'll just see how it goes. Okay. <laughs> Great. Okay. Sure. Uh, so, so really, I just would love for you to start. I mean, introduce yourself mm-hmm. in case this is the first time people are seeing you on our program. And then um, maybe a little bit about how doubt has been woven into your faith story. So I'm Kathy. And uh, I am a believer about 11 years at this point. And I have been... Uh, at the Evangelical Free Church for about 10 of those years. And now I actually consider myself non-denominational. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been that for a couple of years. We're, we're still semi in a church hunt. Wait, is E-Free non-denominational? Or is it, it is not. It is, it, it is a, a denomination. denomination. But e- now you're Yes. Yeah, it. EFCA. 
I believe it's EFCA, Evangelical Free Church of America. Okay. Um, it's smaller. It's East Coast, this this particular area. But, um, yeah, so now I consider myself non-denominational um, for who knows what reasons. But for, mm -hmm. for many reasons. And uh, I have three kids. I've been married 20-plus years. And um, I am I consider myself a Bible nerd because I just really, as I, we were just talking prior to the recording, I really, really enjoy talking about the Bible, the way it's changed my life. Uh, and doubts is a huge part of it. Mm -hmm. um, I say that even, even interestingly enough, and I share this with you now, apologetics, which is the theme that we started talking about, has never been a favorite of mine. And I say that because, um, and it's funny because it's, it's several different ways. One, because uh, I don't know if we can smart people mm -hmm. into believing. Mm -hmm. uh, and yet I came to faith in an intellectual way. So I came to faith when everything made sense. Mm. And so it's funny that in my brain I fight that now mm. because it, everything made sense. Now, God I'm, is such an emotional connection. Interesting. Do you think that's why you push away? You need to say more about that's that. That's okay. I, I, and I do. I think that's why <laughs> I push. I think it's why. Yes, I think it's why I push. So I have been ministering to speaking to, talking to an, a, an atheist, a non-believer. I, I wouldn't say he's an atheist. He believes in God. He's, he is not Christian. And he's extremely smart. Mm -hmm. And he can argue with the best of them. And I find myself coming up against walls with things that I believe just as he believed. And no matter what I say, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It doesn't break that, that hold that he has on his, on it scientifically not making sense to him. And so um, for oh me, I, I look back and I, I would love to have a question. Yes, no, I, and I know, Invite yeah, <laughs> yeah. Work it out. <laughs> and, and so there are intellectual places where I, I truly believe in certain things scientifically, they make sense, they line up. And then there are other ways where my heart just goes, we just have faith. Yes. We just have faith. And I had just heard yesterday in something that um, that Abraham had it easier because God was speaking directly to him. And I'm like, but we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. Mm -hmm. And so we can talk to Jesus every day. And we have the testimony of the leaders around us. Right. We have the miracles that they've been through. We have we have the, his book that says so many things to us. So um, so maybe I'm not completely emotional because I read his book all the time. And so I'm not completely emotional. But so for me, it just runs two ways. I think you're well a fully orbed like i think that maybe what i heard you say is getting your intellectual concerns satisfied gave you the freedom to enter yes. into an emotional relationship yeah does that make sense yes absolutely yeah, and i but i think that's why i was so intrigued because now it's as if you're saying okay i don't want to deal with the, yeah. the intellectual i want to live in the emotional and i, I think that's common whether people did or did not get those intellectual concerns satisfied, I think there is a tendency for Christians to want to live in the emotional space because that's so real to us. Yeah. It's so real when God is present and comforting me or uplifting me or even teaching me. Those are very personal and real experiences. And what you might call emotional, I would even just call um, personal because that maybe you disagree and tell me if you do mm -hmm. but 
it's actually a lot the difference between my personal experience with him and my ability to articulate how he, he exists in the rest of the world in yeah. a measurable, scientific, historical, logical right. way. And because obviously our personal experience is going to be much more accessible to us. Um, we get nervous when we're pressed on scientific or, or, or what we would think we, we would call thinky questions mm -hmm. about God and faith. We get nervous, I think, because we don't want to embarrass God, right? We don't want to be like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> right. I didn't have the answer. Yeah. So this person's going to think all Christians are stupid sheep. Yes. But we've talked about this in other episodes. Worth talking about again. That is not our job mm -hmm. to be shiny and perfect for Jesus. Our job is to be real. Right. And if, if, you, if we stop thinking about how to build the defense and just sit in our own story, no one's ever going to be able to, to argue down your yeah. story. People can argue down your argument, but they can't argue down your story. Yeah. And I think there's freedom in that to say, I don't necessarily have to have all the answers, but I can tell you my story. Mm -hmm. And maybe that witnesses to you, and maybe that speaks to you, and maybe God uses that. I would say that's a pretty decent tool to say, if I feel pressed, it's fair for me to say, I'm not sure it, it, whether you have the answer or not, honestly, yeah. because there's a whole other thing, Kathy, for people, for, for those of us who, who fancy ourselves apologists, yeah. we do have answers that yeah. we think are compelling. It doesn't mean we should always present them. Mm -hmm. There are some times when I would say, I may not have an answer that's going to satisfy you. Yeah. Do I think I have an answer? Or am I in the other camp? Or like, I actually don't have the answer. <laughs> Either way, it's appropriate to say, I may not have an answer that satisfies you, but let me explain to you my story and how I'm satisfied in mm -hmm. the Lord and in my faith. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. So, so what you would call emotional yeah. versus intellectual, I would maybe, I'm not distinguishing that that's true, there's truth in that, but I'm, I'm extending it into personal um, versus apologetics. I, I really agree with what you said at the very beginning, which is we don't really argue anybody yeah. into the faith. I think that we walk alongside them. I'm sure that someone walked alongside you. Of course. And your intellectual concerns were satisfied, but at the end of the day, you saw a full picture mm -hmm. of God. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And even now, and so even as I say that, right, I say that I think this emotional thing, my emotional connections are then strengthened when I say in scripture, I say, oh, it says that. And it, it, what's funny is, is it leans toward even all, cause I, I love human nature and everything in here leans toward exactly what human nature looks like. So intellectually, those things are satisfied. So even as I say, say intellectually, what you mean not. about human nature. So recognizing sin nature in people, mm -hmm. right? So we, you know, um, Okay, back up because you're using sin nature, sure. which is a christian -y It is, you're right, expression. totally. Okay, so, so say it with different words in so, case somebody is watching yeah. this, listening, paying attention to this for the first time. Which I completely appreciate, <laughs> by the way, because I do love um, using regular words. Okay. And, um, and I know that sometimes we get into that. So when we, uh, we're not fully honest with people that we love. When um, we uh, we do the wrong thing, and maybe we didn't realize we did the wrong thing. When we hurt someone that we think, oh my gosh, I didn't do I didn't do that on purpose, right? Like all of these things that when we crave something or want something and put that ahead of somebody that we care about or we love, 
any of these. So times when we sit back and in our minds or hearts, we say, it was my homework. Yes. That, that's an That answer. moment. Mm -hmm. Right. And exactly. And Why so can't I do what I want to do? Why can't I do what I know is right? Why do I keep falling down and mm -hmm. failing in the ways that I am trying to do good, right, right. well? Yeah. And, and we do fall into that. And, of course, my standard answer is, is we're sinful. We're sinful, broken people. And we can love on other people that are sinful, broken people. And we can recognize that they're sinful, broken people and still love them and still recognize that God loves us even though we're sinful, broken people. And um, those things always come to the forefront. As, uh, as I said earlier, I have three kids, and those things come up continuously. Sure. This person hurt me. Uh, I wanted to do this, and I'm not able to do that. You know, all of these things come up, and there's a biblical reason, in my mind, why we answer the way that we answer or why we even, do what we do. Even if you don't have kids, if you're in relationship with yep. humans, yeah. it comes up. right. Yeah, right. we think of it from a kid's point of view because we try to take those opportunities yeah. to teach our kids about human nature and how God intervenes. But you don't have to have kids to see it. Absolutely, sure. right. If you're in relationship right. with right. humans, you see it. Right, exactly. It always comes up. And so I'm just, it's, it's a, I would say psychology is a fascinating topic for me. And I see God permeating all through it. I mean, he created all the ideas we come up with, but that's a whole bigger <laughs> thing. But uh, so I see it all through there. And so, like I said, when I say emotional, I, I, I'm probably misleading myself. And well, I think it's just it's broader than maybe yeah. we would use that yeah. term. Yeah. But it's good. It's good because I think your experience is common. And I, why do you think it is that people go like this with the word apologetics? What do you think the rub is? So feel too fancy. Well, is it a female male thing? When I had mentioned apologetics, interestingly enough, when I had mentioned it in, uh, I'm a fitness instructor, and when I had mentioned it in the class that I was teaching, a woman said to me, "We shouldn't apologize for anything." <laughs> and I said, "Well, actually, it's not, but that's that's. It, I know it's probably an unusual word that we use for the um, a sort of defending our faith, and maybe." A maybe better word. A yeah, better it's a, word. It's a use. misunderstood word. Yeah, it is. It's a good is. first step. And it's a big word. And that's the other side of it, too, is it's a big word for people who are maybe defending their faith or explaining their faith to other people. And so maybe that's um, more of a turnoff. And, you know, I take this with a grain of salt. I say this. Some unkind people are apologists. Mm. And I don't, I f fear that that hurts our faith. Boy, I don't, I, I'm so careful in saying that. Because um, some brilliantly, awesomely, wonderful people are apologists and have helped me understand a lot about our faith. And yet in the same way, I'm like, oh, that's harsh. Or, oh, I don't mm -hmm. like the way that sounds. Mm -hmm. And so, and I'm trying to make myself and my faith sound smarter and better than you and your faith. And that's tough for me. Yeah. In a personal way, that's really tough for me. Mm -hmm. I like to be right, but I also don't want anyone else to be wrong, which sounds really strange, but <laughs> but because it hurts like at it. So yeah, so that can I let's lean into that just for a second. It's one of the reasons that we at Study with Friends are so passionate, particularly about equipping women mm -hmm. in apologetics, because women are naturally relational. Mm -hmm. Not that men aren't, but 
men often approach it from an intellectual point of view. And to your point earlier, um, this is readjusting. (laughs) I don't know if that's coming across. To your point earlier that um, it can be alienating. Um, It's very interesting if, if we can equip women who are I mean, we just gather it. We're, we're just yeah. at the risk of, you know, being criticized for classifying the genders in a particular way. Let's deal with reality. Mm. Women gather together. We Bible study. We go out to get like we are community people. Yeah. We for whatever reason, most women, many women are relational. And and to your point, I, I think that some people are satisfied intellectually and that helps them, I think a lot of us it's an important component of our faith journey but sitting together like this on my couch uh, in a coffee shop the way that we relate to each other i believe that's when the holy spirit does great work and if a woman as a disciple is not fully equipped because she eschews the apologetics idea like oh well, i just want to talk about my own faith i just want to talk about you know the bible i don't want to talk about science i don't want to talk about history i don't want to talk about logic i don't want to talk about reason those are things that just aren't my wheelhouse the truth is is that you have a, a little bit of a um cut off equipping mm-hmm. and i really believe that the bible um, calls us to have a fully orbed faith. Have your personal story, but be prepared yeah. to give a reason for the faith that is in you. And um, and so I just, I, you know, we're really excited to be doing this work, especially for in and through women. Yeah. Because there's some kind of a disconnect. Um, and I think we can... Um, bridge the divide that has been created by men and women who have been a little rough mm-hmm. in their apologetic public apologetics yeah. work um i think it's our duty to do that in everyday experiences in our everyday relationships is that tracking with it what does you're saying? and i really appreciate that because i guess i get stuck on either what's been done what i've heard what's personally offended me which i shouldn't I mean, because we're all different. And here we go with human nature again. We're also uniquely different that maybe what a woman as my, such as myself would have trouble hearing from someone that has a harsher tone mm-hmm. could come easily from somebody who mm-hmm. is gentle and just we're having a conversation back and forth. Because the truth is, is I love some of the history. Some of it visually puts together such a beautiful picture for me. Whereas, you know, going sort of back to that conversation of talking about doubts, when I have doubts, I can go back to the history and understand what he did for his people. And without that full or greater understanding, for me, it would have been harder not to fall in this time. Mm -hmm. This time has been a rough time for me. And so it would have been harder for me to see God and his goodness through these couple of years where we've had the loss of community, the loss of personal connection and things like that. And so you're right. Um, 
connecting all of that together with going, I have a childlike faith, and yet I understand so much of the depth of what he has always done and will continue to yes, do amen. in the future for us. And is doing it's right so now. important. It's mm -hmm. so important. And I think that's a great, so maybe I need to back off of disliking the word and the concept. Yeah, I mean, what's funny is in its bald form, a lot of people have a problem with it. Yeah. But I think that we're better equipped than we might realize. Yeah. Because of our own journey, like I said. Um, you mentioned um, the shutdown. Do you want to say more about how that played into anything doing to that with, with Sure, yeah. That um, I had been a believer for, you know, in the neighborhood of 10 years when we got shut down. And uh, I realized what a relational person I was when we got you shut down. You super are. <laughs> Which, I've, it's funny, I always used to tell myself I was an introvert. And then, um, actually, when what? I became... I know, I know. <laughs> and when I became a believer, I was like, wait a minute, I'm, I'm not an introvert. I've totally gotten that wrong. I'm, I'm a huge extrovert. And uh, all of my things got shut down. I led a small group on Monday nights, and we had to pull back from that. We had to start doing it over Zoom. And I, the, our gym closed down, mm -hmm. and schools closed down, mm -hmm. and it was weird because I, there's five of us in our family, so I certainly wasn't lacking anyone in the home, mm -hmm. but my extroverted nature uh, took a real hit. Mm -hmm. It took a real hit, and even now, I'm, it, it still takes a hit mm -hmm. because I'm still doing things via Zoom, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm just much more of a yeah. Using that hand gesture, <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a, 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 a there's a there's a touch. Uh, yeah body language, mm -hmm. things like that, that really sit well with me. And so I, I have a very hard time with it. And much like um, some of the other conversations that were being had, uh, do I think that God is punishing us? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Do I think that uh, it's just part of the fallen nature of the world? I don't know. Uh, what I do know is that what I needed to do and what I need to do every day is turn to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And without it, I have nothing because I cannot be a good wife. I cannot be a good parent. I cannot be a good friend. I cannot be a good Zoom leader. Uh, and I can't do any of those things without him. And so whether we lean on one side or the other, um, to me, in a way, it doesn't matter because I need to lean on Jesus. And I need, I need this. I need to know his promises to me. I need to understand his truth. I need to know that it might not end before my time. Right, this might, uh, we can be very hopeful, but this might not end before my time is up mm -hmm. here on the earth. Mm -hmm. And so I can go back and I can look at Exodus and I can see how many people lived through slavery, you know, before Moses came and God saved them through Moses. So many generations lived in slavery. They lived and died. They were born and died there. So, um, you know, a generation died out in the wilderness. So I have to be content with that. And I have to recognize it that he's doing a work that I may not always like and I may not understand, and yet he's working. Hi, this is Marilyn. Thank you for joining us in this study of God's Word. We hope this helps you grow in your faith and to grow closer to God. We encourage our listeners to be part of a local Bible teaching church where they can enjoy the fellowship of believers and further their growth and relationship with Jesus. 
Study with Friends is a solely donor-supported ministry. We gladly accept any donation you are led to give. Monthly partnerships are especially helpful, but any amount, any time is welcome. You may donate at studywithfriends.org forward slash donate. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We pray that this ministry will continue to be a blessing to you. Join us next week to study with friends.